Hello beautiful people! Today is the last day of December 2021. Welcome in Exposed Podcast. My name is Anastasia and I would love to introduce you to our special guest Marisa Rico. Marisa is an entrepreneur, uh, author, coach, mentor and it's a pleasure for me to invite her. I'm going to ask Marisa to join. Marisa, uh, if you are watching me right now, oh yeah, we have Marisa Rico join. How are you guys doing? For anybody joining right now, we are going to be chatting with Marisa, who is entrepreneur, author, and also survival. Hello, Marisa. Welcome. How are you? Hi. Hi. I'm doing good. Um, finally, we finally got it. <laughs> right. We had some technical issues, but uh, life happens for us. So I was uh, introducing Marisa, who is an author, speaker, survival uh, mother, and as well a strong advocate for another survivals. Welcome, Marisa. It's a pleasure to have you here, and thank you so much also for sharing your story in our documentary exposed. Actually, Marisa is the first person who shared her story in our documentary. Uh, and today is exactly 15 years, 15 years when Mar Marisa left um, that relationship. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know that I was going to leave the relationship on January 1st. It just kind of like happened and it, and it presented itself the opportunity. So I took it. So, um, after 16 years of being out of a toxic relationship, it's just one of the best feelings in the world, you know, um, living a better life, uh, toxic free, um, no arguments, no fighting, no going to jail, you know, um, alcohol free as well. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a really good celebration. It's a good year to start. And I'm really glad to talk about the, the book. And I want to thank you, Anna, for um, participating oh. in it and also um, interviewing me, you know, not only once, but twice or three times. <laughs> and I, I'm right. really happy to be working with you. Looking forward to interview more oftenly. We have also your husband join our Instagram live, Aaron. Hello, Aaron Rico. Uh, I didn't mention, but Aaron and Marisa, they wrote together a book, which title is uh, The Journey of Success with Marisa and Aaron Rico. Is that right? Yes. Do you have yes. the book with you right now to show it? Or... Um, it's called Journey to Success with Aaron and Marissa Rico. And um, we just launched a book at midnight last night. So it's going to, it's live today and tomorrow. Um, you can get it on Amazon for $9.99 and then for Kindle for $2.99. Um, and then after midnight, uh, Sunday, uh, January 2nd, the price will be going up. So grab your book. <laughs> Excellent. So, Marisa, share with us a little bit. Why did you decide to share your story? Um, it is very uncomfortable 
topic, especially in in uh, our society. So, what helped you to break free? What helped? Um, one of the things about telling my story, it wasn't easy in the beginning. You know, um, when I first left my toxic relationship, um, I was suffering from PTSD, and I wanted to get my son back. And in order to get my son back, I had to take counseling. And going through counseling, I was a mess. You know, to tell my story, it was really heartbreaking. I couldn't even get through a sentence because of how bad the trauma had been. And the more I kept telling it, the more I kept telling it, the more I kept releasing the pain and the suffering that I had went through. So I finally decided the more I kept telling it, the, the more it made me stronger. And I was able to not only help myself, but I was other helping other people. I realized I was helping other people um, when they would listen to my story because they didn't realize how much I had gone through. And I had been in that relationship for about 10 and a half years. And 10 and a half years really does a lot to you, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, and it just really drains you. And so um, for me to tell my story and then finally get it on paper, it was a, it was really challenging. You know, I had to go through all the emotions, the physical, and kind of remember what happened to me and what it was, what it was like being in that toxic relationship. So um, it took a lot, it took a lot, you know, um, a lot of things that I forgot that happened to me, I kind of remembered and it brought tears to my eyes. So writing my story, it was really emotional. Well, thank you for not giving up in the middle of um, running from that relationship and also in the middle of writing that story, because just like you said, it was triggering because you had to go back to those moments when which were very uncomfortable, right? So yeah. could you share yeah. with us what was the biggest challenge for you during writing? Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I really, um, yeah, I can feel your feelings. And I think many people who read your book will also cry because of your story is so real. And I had this pleasure to meet you and your husband in New Mexico uh, when we met in when it, when it was a few months ago, right? September. S September, yeah. <laughs> September. So, September. It was, so um, I personally love what you are doing and also your dream to make your own charity. And that's actually where um, the money goes from the book, guys. It is going to the charity, which Marisa is opening to open a shelter in New Mexico and um, to also help another woman uh, who are um, living abusive relationships. So Marisa is not just advocate for herself, but for the whole community in New Mexico, right? Yeah, yeah. And like I said, with the, with the counseling that I had gone through, you know, it really helped me. It made me, make, it made me stronger. It made me realize that I could do more. And when I became an entrepreneur doing um, Mary Kay, you know, I was just looking for customers. And the, one of the ladies that was the counselor there, I had asked her if she would be willing to 
kind of like just do like a, be a customer for me. But then she asked me, she goes, why don't you um, do these women here? And at the same time, tell them your story. So that's when my advocate um, journey began, began was sharing my story with other women and, you know, at the same time, putting makeup on them at the same time and reminding them how beautiful they are. And I, that's when I stopped looking for customers. I just wanted to remind women that they are beautiful and that they don't need no man to tell them not to wear makeup. You know, that's what kept wanting me to keep telling my story, keep telling my story because somebody sitting beside me asked me, told me, you know, I didn't know I was going through the same thing. I thought I was the only one. And that there really touched my heart. So the more I kept telling my story and the more I realized that it was touching the next person to me, you know, I, it, it was heartfelt. And even when I was working as a supervisor, um, my associates wouldn't come to work. And I would wonder, what, where are my, my girls? You know, and I would ask them when I finally got to see them and they would tell me their situation. And I would tell them, you know, if you're ever in trouble, if you ever feel like you're in danger, you know, call me and I'll open my house to you and at least you'll feel safe. So there was quite a few women that I had in my home and I would have them here and I would be counseling them, kind of like just talking to them and just reminding them that, you know, they are worth so much and that they they are able to... Um, get out of that situation. They don't have to be in that situation. They don't have to go through that abuse. And it really touched my heart because, you know, I don't want to see women going through that, especially people that I know, you know, and it was, it was really hard. And that's what really um, helped you to leave that relationship, right? That, that um, feeling that this is, that life is more than my circumstances right now. We have right now joining um, Jen. Jen is our guest two weeks ago. She uh, is also in the United States. She's sending you a lot of hugs, a lot of hearts. You actually <laughs> receive a lot of hearts from Anastasia, also joining uh, from Christina. For anybody joining right now, Marisa is entrepreneur, author of uh, The Journey of Success with Marisa Rico and Aaron Rico. And she's also survival. She was the first person who shared her story in our documentary in 2019 when we started. And my next question for you, Marisa, is um, what was your biggest insight, your biggest lesson uh, as you were writing your chapter and sharing your story? Um, my biggest lesson on this was that, you know, women are out there and they're just they're taking it, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking that they don't have nobody. Um, you know, I, I felt that way when I was going through my relationship, I felt like I had nobody to talk to, nobody to tell. And the people that were around me that saw the physical abuse, me going to work black and blue, they, they automatically knew what was going on, but I was too embarrassed, too ashamed. And I didn't want to say anything, you know, and a lot of times that's what we're afraid of. We're, we're afraid to tell the next person what's going on. And so 
my lesson was that, you know, we got to be able to lend a hand to the next person because you know, you don't know what they're going through at that moment and how bad it is. You know, we don't know the partner. We don't know how bad it could be. You know, in, in the state of New Mexico, where I live, we, on the Navajo reservation, it's just a big area. And we've had so many problems with domestic violence and a lot of people, they end up missing. And then when they go missing, you find them later, months later, years later, murdered by the, by their partner. And it's just, it's really, it's really hurtful, you know, because that person could have been saved and that person could still be here if somebody had just lent that hand. And that's why I always tell everybody on, on my, my Facebook group, um, if you ever need help and if you're close to me, if you're in driving distance of me, I'm willing to come and pick you up. If, if you need that help, that emergency help, I'll, I'll be right there. You just got to message me, call me, whatever, and I'll be there. I will be driving the helicopter in case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so remind us, Marisa, the name for your Facebook group. My Facebook group is called um, You're Worth So Much. You're Worth So Much. We can put later in the chat as well. So, okay. um, Marisa, for you, as you were writing your book and also sharing your story, and at the same time having children, um, what, could, what would you like to share with any parents who are in the process of separation with their abusive partner, husband? What helped you the most to uh, keep your peace? Uh, and um, when it comes to child casticity, if you have any advices how to deal with that? Um, my advice would be don't tell each other, don't, don't tell your partner that you're going to take the kids away. Don't tell your partner that they're going to pay child support. You know, leave the kids out of it because a lot of times the kids are the ones that get hurt. You know, as the best thing to do is just to separate. Um, if you have to do it quietly, do it quietly. If you have to leave in an emergency without him knowing, you know, that's the best and the safest way to do it. Because I, I noticed that a lot of people, the reason why they go missing and murdered is because they're telling their partner you know, you're not going to see these kids again. I'm going to get you to pay child support. You know, you're telling that person and you're hurting that person by saying that and you're just making them build up an anger inside of them. And that's one of the reasons why they get so mad and then they, they just hurt you to the point where they end up killing you. And that's just a big, that's a big red flag right there. Just if you got to leave, leave quietly. You know, don't throw the kids in there. Don't throw the kids at him. You just got to leave quietly because, you know, it's for your safety. It's for the kids' safety. You know, when I left, I didn't know I was going to leave January 1st of 2006. Um, it just so happened that we ended up into a fight. We got into a fight. The cops came knocking out the door. I don't know who called the cops, but somebody called the cops. And they got him off of me. And the cops told me that he was going to be in jail for a little bit. And so that was my opportunity to get out. 
you know. Um, I had packed all his stuff. I told his sister to come pick up his his items, which they did. And um, I, I hid. I put everything in storage. I was still working. I had a couple of... Um, I had a couple of my coworkers that were living out on the reservation out in the boonies where they didn't know, he wouldn't know where to look for me. And so that's how I, that's how I started um, getting away from him. And a few months into it being away, that's when um, one of my um, coworkers told me that they were getting ready to move to another state. And I asked her, I said, would it be all right if I came with you? And I left with her. And by that time, um, I started getting, um, I started looking for Aaron because, you know, as long, as long as I was single and as long as he knew I didn't have nobody, he kept coming back. So my husband, Aaron, I trusted him so much. And I, I asked him if he would come go with me and be with me. And he kind of hesitated in the beginning. And then he finally, like maybe a month later, that's when he finally agreed to it. And we we secretly moved to another state. And that's when we started. But like I said, I was in so much, I was so traumatized from um, what had happened that I became the abuser because I was very defensive of myself, you know? We would get into small arguments, and I really became defensive. I was suffering from that PTSD because I didn't want him touching me. And he's a very, he's like a gentle giant. <laughs> you know, he's like 5'11", he's really tall, and he he just, he didn't hurt me. And it took me a while, and I just really thank God for my husband because he was really a patient man. And as much as I suffered, he, he helped me through a lot of what, what I was going through. Marisa, you are so brave and you have so courageous heart. And thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing that actually when we don't heal, we become abusers ourselves, right? Because we carry that trauma in us. So the healing, the therapy, especially when we deal with PTSD, is so important. You, when you were talking, there was so much love and heart sending to you. I cannot even express how many. Christina is saying, love you, Marisa. You are a huge inspiration. That's what Christina GO21 is saying. Um, also, we have comments from Jen, our guest, week ago, two weeks ago. You are a true earth angel, Marisa and sending you, you a lot of love, a lot of love. But what you are doing is incredible. I hope you can feel the impact you are doing and not just in Navajo, in New Mexico state, but in the whole world. Um, so what is your message as you are sharing your story? What would you like the, the audience who will read your book or listen to your story remember the most? I just, I just want everybody to be safe, you know, going through domestic violence, it's, it's one of the hardest things you could probably go through because a lot of times you feel like you're alone. And if you know where to go, if you know who to ask, I know sometimes a lot of times we have to be careful who we talk to because a lot of times people, they turn around and they can be ugly and they can 
talk, start talking about you and putting putting you down even more, you know. I would take my worst enemy in, you know, even if they if if they were talking bad of me, I would help them. I would open my door. And because I just feel like nobody has to go through it. Nobody should be going through that domestic violence because you don't know what's going to happen next. And it's just a scary situation, you know. And I could just imagine what a lot of these women go through when it comes to their last moments you know they're not sure they're gonna make it out you know the last day the last day that I was with my ex I didn't know if I was gonna make it out that night because he was on top of me and I didn't know if he was gonna get off of me but I thank God every day that the cops showed up at that right time and got him off of me, I wouldn't know if I'd be still here. Well, there's a bigger purpose for you and all what you are doing. And that's why we are spreading your story. So um, tell us about the foundation and charity, what you are working on. Um, uh, the foundation that I'm working on right now, it's a, it's a um, working process. Um, when you go through a foundation, you know you have to maintain it and then keep it alive. But what the purpose with writing the book and being able to release it, um, I want to give back to the women. You know, my story wasn't just for me to hold in. It was for me to share. And I hope that it inspires somebody and it gives somebody the strength to finally get up and leave. And it saves someone's life because no one has to go through domestic violence. And with what, with what I get in from the book, I also want to, I'm creating a, an emergency fund because you know, people need to get out. People need to get out. And I know a lot of times they don't have the money to leave a relationship. It's easy for somebody to tell us, you need to get out, you need to leave, but it's not that easy because a lot of times we don't have the money to go hide. You know, I was lucky I had coworkers that were able to um, open up their door and let me come in as well, you know? And it kind of gave me that security that he didn't know where I was, you know? I didn't, I didn't ask my family for help because if he knew I was with family, he would come back in to my life. So I had to basically go into hiding for a while. I had to run away from the state just to get away. And, you know, with my, with the charity, that's one of the things that I want to do is I want to be able to have that emergency fund for women that are wanting to get out right then and there and want to get to some place where they'll be safe. And if they have children, you know, I want to make sure that their kids are safe as well. Because, you know, the kids are the most vulnerable ones and we, we have to protect them. We have to keep them safe and we have to break this, this cycle of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. For anybody who is joining right now, Marisa is author um, and all the funds from her book are going to that charity, which Marisa, Marisa just mentioned about, to create emergency funds for survivals. 
Um, so we have also a few comments from uh, Anastasia. You are, that's um, one of our coaches as well in our podcast. Anastasia is saying, saying you are doing amazing work. Um, yes, they're asking for your website or PayPal. Do you have a PayPal or how people can um, donate for your mission, for, for what you are doing with the foundation? Um, I'm working on that one right now, and I'm hoping to collaborate with um, Anna further on that one. And um, I know, like I said, it's a, it's a working process, and it's just at the beginning, at the infant states, I would say. Um, I do have a name for it, and I, I do have to get um, the taxes and the bank involved. Um, I do have a separate account already set. So it's just it's just at the very beginning, you know, because my my book was just released today. So it's at the beginning, you know, I have to accumulate the money. So once I get all this set in stone, um I will re I'll be I will be releasing the the name of the foundation, but the emergency funds um right now I'm just calling it the emergency funds for domestic violence. And for anybody who wants to uh, add any value or donate, um, you can purchase the book, which uh, all the funds are going to the, the charity, or also connect with Marisa through Instagram and follow up with her or with her Facebook group. We are going to add in the comments. Um, also, Anastasia is saying that's so nice of you. Emergency fund is very important. Thank you for sharing, uh, Jen is saying, thank you for sharing, you are saving lives by sharing your story. Uh, Jen also is saying, you are so strong, resilient. Um, Anastasia is saying, I'm so sorry for what happened, for, for what you experienced. Um, so you have a lot of love and feedback on uh, how much what you are doing, it really means. Or, people. So is there anything I didn't ask you, Marisa, would you like to add? I just want to say thank you guys um, for jumping on with us and just um, being live with us. You know, it, it gives me a lot of hope and support. Um, I'm just, I just want to add that, you know, with, when it comes to domestic violence, I want to be able to reach the younger generation, you know, because I was 16 years old when I ended up in a toxic relationship, you know, and a lot of times when we're 16, when we're 15, when we're in our teens, we think we know a lot of things. And I just happened to be one of those problem trials that thought that I knew the world. And, you know, my parents allowed me to go and I left. And it just turned out that, you know, it was the wrong relationship. And I didn't know it until later on, until after I had gotten pregnant. That's when it really... Um, this relationship had really gone south and you know I I didn't want I didn't want that type of a relationship you know I did everything I can to try to please him and there was just nothing that I could do to help him and as long as he was drinking it just made it worse you know and then later on I became an alcoholic with him and with the both of us drinking and stuff like that it just got worse and worse and worse and I was hoping that maybe one day something would give and it something would change but it never did 
Well, thank you for sharing that. Anastasia is saying that unfortunately how it happens that when one of the um, partners has some addiction and we are codependent, we become addicted because they many times want to convince us, right? Yeah. Um, and um, so it was even harder for you to break that trauma bond and also the alcohol addiction, right? Yes. Um, on the other side. And um, Anastasia is saying, oh my God, you are, you are a strong woman. <laughs> Do you feel all the love and uh, how, um, how much you are bringing to this world by sharing, by doing this amazing work you are doing? We are celebrating you, Marisa. Woohoo! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, it's just, you know, I I didn't know when I was going to release the book. I was just going to wait because they, they tell us to to wait until we get our copies. But I already have one of the, the books already. So I just um, I just thought, you know, it's time, especially because, you know, it's my 16 years is coming up tomorrow. And it was just an opportunity to finally say, okay, let's let's just get it out there, you know, because, you know, people need to hear the story. And even when I started my book, you know, that was one of the things that my mentor kept telling me, somebody out there has no wants to hear your story. You may think that your story doesn't mean anything, but your story means something to somebody else. So just, just tell it. And, you know, like I said, it was really hard. It was heartbreaking for me because I had to remember a lot of things that I went through so many things that I had forgotten and writing my story I was crying through my book <laughs> and you know they say 2,000 words in one chapter and I went over 6,000 and I had to chop so much down <laughs> and you know I wrote that story within I wrote my book within six hours and and by the time I got done writing the whole thing I just had to keep chopping it chopping it I, I took out so much stuff I was like should I keep that in but then they were like you know just keep it simple and just get through your your book but maybe one day I'll write my whole story and uh, that's going to be it's it will be tough I feel like having a uh you know, a cheesecake for you here and bringing you some beautiful cake or something to celebrate you. And uh, you mentioned just uh, before we finished that it was triggering to write your story, right? And um, what helped you in those moments when you wanted to give up, when you felt like the pain is too much to actually do it, to finish doing that, writing um, your story and sharing just remembering a lot of the pain that we had both conflicted on each other, what the real reality, it kind of like really hit me. And I even got to the point to where I started telling myself, you know, maybe it wasn't domestic violence. Maybe it wasn't real. I almost backed out a couple of times because I didn't want to write it. You know, I started to feel like, maybe I did deserve it. Maybe I did. Maybe it, it, what I went through wasn't real. You know, maybe it was, that, that started playing in my mind. And a few times I almost backed out. I almost did not submit my paper, my paper 
because I didn't, I didn't want anybody to know, you know, and I, I kind of had to push myself and tell myself to write it. And when I finally did, I was like, okay, I took a deep breath. I read it a couple more times and I submitted it and I let it go. There was a few times I wanted to change some things on it, but I left it. I left it and I thought it's out there, just leave it. <laughs> so, but it, it was, it was really tough. It was, it was tough to write it. It was tough to let go. What did you discover about yourself as you were writing your story and also leading your Facebook group and doing all those movements? What did you discover about you, yourself, Marisa? Um, learning to be brave. <laughs> learning to be brave. That's, that's probably the, the one thing, you know, because... Like I said, when, when you go through something like that, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want people to know. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of us, we when we're going through domestic violence, we want to keep it to ourselves. From your experience, why do you think there is so much silence about domestic violence? Why there is so many women, doesn't women or men? Because it happens also to men but mostly to women, right? Uh, why we are silent? Why we are not, why we don't want to share it in relationship and also when we leave the relationship? One of the reasons why, for me, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing because I didn't, I didn't want people to know what my relationship was. You know, I wanted people to think that I was doing fine, that we were doing fine. But in reality, we weren't. You know, I was walking on eggshells daily because he was sitting outside my work watching who I was talking to. We would drive down the road. I'd be looking, thinking to myself, driving down the road and some guy would be walking and he'd be like, who is that? Who were you looking at? You know, and you just, you tend to hide yourself. And I wanted, the only place I felt safe a lot of times was at work. And anybody, anytime anybody called in, anybody asked me to work a double shift, I did it. I took it because I just didn't want to go home and have to deal with what he was going to do, do after work because I knew something would come, you know, and it was just like walking on eggshells every day. And it was, it was really uncomfortable feeling and I didn't, I did not like it. And, you know, like I said, there's a lot of times where we just don't want any to, anybody to know what, what we're going through. You know, we want to keep it to ourselves as much as possible. And the more we keep, we, the more we do that, that gives them the upper hand that they can do whatever they want to us, you know. And I can tell when somebody's hurting. I can tell when somebody's doesn't feel right, feel safe. And a lot of times I'll just pull that person aside and ask them, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? Can you talk about it? Mm. And a lot of times they're, they're scared because they don't want to say nothing. And 
they they would tell me, you know, me and my boyfriend got into a fight, and then that's be that's when I would ask them, does he hurt you? And if their answer is yes, you know, I would tell them my story because they're not the only one. I went through it. And as much as it hurts me to tell them what I went through, I find myself giving them strength to finally tell me what they went through. And I always tell them, you don't need to go through that, you know. It's not worth it. It's not worth staying in that type of a relationship. I know we want the best with our partner. We want a, we want a lifetime with that partner. That was the reason why we chose that partner. But in reality, we have to tell ourselves that it's not worth it. Also, there is that. Well, thank you for sharing and being vulnerable. Um, uh, Christina is saying you are amazing and sending you hearts. Christina Joe and also Jen, just before our question, uh, sent a lot of woohoo and um, because of your 16 years of living that relationship and 16 years of being sober. Um, so that's, you are a superhero for all of us here. Um, wow. Thank you so much, Marisa, for being uh, live with us. If you guys have any questions, we are going to finish the Instagram just in a few minutes. Please write in the comments um, if there's any question to Marisa. And, um, and I would love to ask you before we finish about what you mentioned about the healing process. Um, what does it take to... Maybe, you know, it sounds funny. What does it take to heal? But uh, I understood that sharing your story, it really helped you to bring, to break that silence and actually allow yourself to speak. Because when we are in those relationships, right, we are yeah. not able yeah. to speak out, right? We feel shame, guilt. Also, it is normalized by the society that um, it happens behind the doors, right? And um, yeah. It depends on the culture, not many people want yes. to be involved. Um, so could you share a little bit about your healing for anybody who is watching and maybe left that type of relationship and they felt like, I want to go back because of the trauma bond, right? They want to call the I'm sorry, it's my fault, I just made it up. Like, so, Mm, a lot of yeah, the cognitive dissonance going in our minds, which basically keep us to that person. So what would you like to share anything process somebody who can be watching? Yeah. I'm sorry, Anna, you keep, you keep um, I'm sorry, Anna, you keep um, breaking in and out. I don't know if you can hear me pretty good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, say that again. I'm sorry, but I didn't catch the last part. Please. <laughs> All right. Now. Can you hear me? A little bit. I can hear you a little bit. It, it keeps cutting in and out. All right, so maybe it's the time to finish then. <laughs> How we can connect with you. Share again your 
Facebook group and we are going to leave in the comments the link to your book. Um, you can find me at um, You Are Worth So Much on Facebook and then at Rico Loves Rico 1980 on Instagram and then Marissa Rico on Facebook.